0: Folks, this year's Winnipeg Jets team has found that resiliency remains one of its best traits. But when it comes to contributions up and down the lineup, it's important to kind of take a look at who's leading the charge, which players have been the most prolific, and which players might be holding the Jets back a little bit in their current form. We'll go through the forwards and the defense and then preview some of Winnipeg's upcoming games later this week on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets Hello friends and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But you know, most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, talking about the Jets, obviously, Winnipeg has had an interesting start to the year. Um, you might say it's a mixed bag. I think Garrett Hole, uh, who has worked with plenty of statistical analysis and uh, zone entry tracking and stuff, and has uh, tracked a number of events for the Jets this year. I think his assessment is spot on with where this team is at in that. They're, they're improving in areas, but cumulatively, it's still a work in progress, right? We're not really seeing um, a net change yet, just because Winnipeg kind of varies between extremes of being really good and being really bad. Now, I'll say that they're a much more entertaining team to watch. So I think that alone is an improvement. I think the body language is way better. The vibes seem to be super up. Uh, it's just kind of getting a level of consistency that's going to take time to develop, but. All the same, you know, it's important to kind of take a look at who's really succeeding and and thriving for this team. Um, And, you know, obviously some of these measures are going to be less helpful right now just because we're still working with a very limited sample size. But you can see some very early trends uh, developing so far. And, you know, we're going to be taking a look at expected goals for percentage, how the Jets are kind of um, generating shot share on the ice, which players have been on the ice for a lot of good things, and which guys have maybe uh, conceded a few too many opportunities. Now, you might be wondering how the top line's been doing. Um, The top line for the Jets has been kind of a mixed bag ever since Ehlers went out. Um, You know, Shifley is rocking like, uh, a 43% expected goals for share, uh, which is, you know, it's a, a little bit on the lower side because individually, he's still creating a lot of offensive opportunities, but his line and, you know, whenever he's on the ice is on ice expected goals against has been around almost 13 goals, which is quite a few opportunities. It probably suggests that Winnipeg is surrendering a lot of high danger chances when he's on the ice that does tend to track. I mean, the first line over the past few years hasn't exactly been a shutdown defensive unit. Uh, and Kyle Connor doesn't really help defensively with that either. Um, Intriguingly, Kyle Connors on ice expected uh, expected goals for percentage is at around 49%, which is just about break even for a talented goal scorer who generates as many opportunities as he does. I think that's fair enough. Um, The thing that you kind of notice with this team is that the top six is generating most of the expected goals opportunities. But, you know, in terms of like the rest of the team, the Jets aren't getting a ton of offensive contributions from the bottom six. Now, there are some exceptions, but, you know, uh, Wheeler, Shifley, Perfetti, to a point Appleton, and Pierre-Luc Dubois have been doing most of the heavy lifting, Kyle Connor as well. And, you know, it's it's been, again, a bit of a mixed bag. I think one of the biggest frustrations for the Jets is that defensively, They're improving in some areas, but like the blue line tends to exchange a lot of dangerous opportunities and Winnipeg's forwards are still learning how to track back and how to defend better, shut down those passing and shooting lanes. But like, that's not really a hallmark of the first line. So I think what you see, like 42%, 43% expected goal share for the first line. It's not really surprising. Appleton has definitely had a tangible impact on this unit and it's not been for the best uh Appleton's individual uh, you know contributions have been relatively underwhelming for a player asked to join the first line and it's not like it's his fault i mean he's just a guy who's been traditionally like a third or a fourth liner and now he's being asked to try and match up against a lot of the league's best talent and that's very difficult to ask of a player who again much of his much of his experience has been depth deployments Now, I think if you want to solve this potential issue, there's one player from the bottom six who's really had an impressive start to the season, Uh, and that is Sam Gagne. I know we've talked about him before, but when you look at his expected goal share, he's rocking around to 61%. Now, look, he has played like 140 minutes, which is quite a lot different than Shifley's 222, Um, and even he's played like 48 minutes less than Cole Perfetti. So, you know, it, it is pretty notable that Gagne's minutes have been more limited, but in those minutes he's created um, or at least been on the ice for around 6.6 expected goals for um, and four a little uh, over four goals expected against, which is pretty darn solid for a player asked to provide a depth scoring rule. Uh, Gagne has recently been promoted up alongside Lowry. Lowry has actually very similar figures. Uh, you know, you're looking at around six and a half goals expected for um, and around five goals expected against, which, you know, for the Jets, when you're looking at all of these accumulations of opportunities and, and uh, expected goals generated uh, with these players on the ice, if you're over 50% and you're kind of punishing your minutes pretty well, that's Great. I think the one thing with Lowry is that his individual shot contributions tend to be limited. But the thing with him, though, is that when he's on the ice, he brings like a really bulldozing 4 checking presence. And so his line with Gagne and more recently, Axel Jansen Fialbi tends to dictate um, the slot opportunities, kind of drive offense uh, around the net. And that's why I think those those line members tend to have really good expected goal contributions. Now, you're also kind of seeing relatively low expected goals against, which is pretty good because it means that defensively they have tried to limit um, opportunities going up the ice. And in general, the third line, I think by you know maintaining possession further up the ice and also being effective uh, on the track back and, and really being physical inside the defensive zone, the Jets have a, a really working, functional, solid You know, two way third line. I think the challenge is kind of squeezing out actual offense out of this unit. None of these players, except for Gagne, are natural scorers. Uh, And so when you look at their box stats, it's a little bit underwhelming. Uh, Lowry has, you know, recorded some shorthanded opportunities. Uh, Jansen Fialbi scored his first goal recently, but Gagne has been the one amongst all of them who has most consistently been contributing on the power play and at even strength in terms of box scoring. So there's a lot to work with here in terms of um, quality depth lines that can be defensively resolute. But when you're looking at the rest of the team, you know, a lot of the forwards in terms of um, expected goals for generation, haven't been doing a ton. Dubois has had a solid start to the season, but defensively his line hasn't been great with Wheeler and Perfetti. Uh, Cole and Wheeler are are doing an okay job of keeping up. Um, You can kind of see Perfetti, doing a lot of the defensive work on that line. But again, because of the dangerous chances that their lines have been conceding when they're being paired mostly with Morrissey and Pionk together, it it's kind of a recipe for rough shifts and defensively um, the top six has kind of suffered because, you know, if you're playing with Morrissey and Pionk uh, that pairing tends to be very high event, you might create a lot of dangerous chances on the counter, but you're also going to concede even more. So That's something that I think Winnipeg wants to work out. It'll improve once Ehlers returns, but defensively, I think that's still going to be something of a black hole for this team. Now, obviously the forwards, you know, it's been a little bit of a mixed start, but I think it starts to get really stark when you look at the defensive arrangements and how Winnipeg's blue liners have been doing, uh, because there have been some guys who have really excelled and some players who are, uh, Frankly, swimming. We'll talk about which players have kind of dominated expected goal share and whether it's something we can read into in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, analysis, and more. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They've got everything from football to basketball, soccer, ice hockey, esports. If you're into auto racing, you know, F1 season is wrapping up. So obviously a lot of folks have really been tuning in. Uh, There's also, of course, NASCAR, IndyCar, GT, whatever you're into, Triple Crown, horse racing, if you like that stuff. Um, But if you want to change your pace and you want something that's not sports, they've also got uh, Vegas Casino Games. And, you know, if you're looking for stuff that's not just betting as well, they've also got things like sports podcasts, news articles and all of the analysis you can handle. It's also, again, you know, the fastest and easiest way to jump in and get online betting into your repertoire. So if you're ready to get started, head on over to BetOnline.net to register for a free account right now because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look at some of the uh, current expected goal leaders and players who are maybe not leading in the right categories for expected goals, especially those who might be surrendering a lot of opportunities, trying to figure out which players have been on the ice for the most positive contributions and which guys have maybe struggled. Uh, Obviously, we just talked about Shifley having a, a pretty negative looking expected goal share partly because offensively he's still elite at creating stuff and he's been one of our clear play drivers this year. But when it comes to defensive coverages and also being on the ice at the same time as guys like Morrissey and Pionk, uh, you've kind of kind of noticed that the dangerous chances against have started to stack up. But we've already kind of gone through some of the main forward contributors. In just a moment, we're going to take a look at you know some of the key D on this team and how they have been doing this season. Before we go any further, though, I do want to make uh, make you aware of another podcast that I think you should make your second listen of the day, and that is Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, Locked On Sports Today helps you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts who provide the analysis that only Locked On can give you. You can subscribe to Locked On Sports Today on all of your favorite podcasts and platforms, and as always, it is free, so do so right now because, as always, we really love and appreciate Your support. Now, checking in at Winnipeg's defense, obviously, again, same uh, caution when talking about expected goal differentials this early into the season. Uh, You know, goals above replacement is another measure that I think is very helpful. And, you know, for the Jets, obviously, you can imagine guys like Shifley and Hellebuck have been really massive there. But, you know, at a micro level, you know, you might be wondering. Which players have been on the ice for the most positive plays, and the defense has been something of a a rough patch. Uh, there are a couple of players who have stood out the most. Um, Stanley and Sandberg are both at uh, you know above fifty percent in expected goals uh, percentage, goal share percentage. But um, the main reason for that is most likely that. Both of these guys have been spending a lot of time with Dylan DeMello. DeMello has been over 50% as well, and that is a testament to him being able to really help uh, sort of chaperone the young rookies, help them work through their kinks, and also be a really effective top-four D-man in his own right. Whenever he's played with Morrissey, Morrissey has really excelled and kind of been allowed to uh, really express himself in Bones' system. But away from DeMello, you know, Morrissey has had a tougher start to the year, in part because his partner, Neil Pionk, has been on the ice for um, the most dangerous opportunities and the highest expected goals against of any Jets skater. Uh, Pionk this year is rocking a 43% uh, expected goals percentage, and you know, he's, he's, he's certainly capable of creating a lot of opportunities that really isn't in question. He's been on the ice for about 12 goal or 12 expected goals for uh, worth of of opportunities and chances. The problem is, is he's been on, on the ice for um, around 15.7 expected goals against, which is pretty crazy. Uh, You can tell that this is a player who is extremely high event at both ends of the ice. And if you've watched his shifts, you can kind of track that, right? Uh, A lot of his turnovers and mistakes tend to happen in the slot where, you know, if you're looking at expected goals against, that is where you're going to see the most dangerous opportunities reflected on a pretty continuous basis. And he does it often enough uh, to where it's I mean, he's been on the ice for 73 high danger uh, scoring chances against, which I believe is the most among all of Winnipeg's defenders. Uh, He's also been, you know, on the ice for plenty of dangerous opportunities for. It's just nowhere near the number of opportunities against. Um, And that tracks with what you're watching out there. I mean, every time he passes the puck or gets caught and makes a turnover, It's usually right in front of Hellebuck, which is, again, the most dangerous part of the ice. So you can kind of align this stuff. Um, As far as the rest of the players are concerned, Morrissey, uh, again, I just gave the disclaimer that because he's been playing a lot with Pionk, you know, his numbers don't look so gaudy. He's not doing nearly as poorly in terms of chances against, but it's not been a smooth ride either. Uh, You know, he's looking at around 14 and a half expected goals against worth of chances, which is quite a bit. Um... The pairing that I think probably has surprised people the most, though, is Dylan Schmidt. Both are around break-even. Schmidt's a little bit less. Um, Nate has spent, I don't know if he's really spent any time this year with Pionk, but in previous seasons he did play a decent amount with uh, with Neal. And, you know, Dylan, since joining Schmidt, has been a really stabilizing force. That pairing has been around break-even in scoring opportunities for and against Um but, uh, you know, it's it's allowed Schmidt to be more active and aggressive in carrying the puck, which is exactly what the Jets want, and it's what they've been asking for. So, you know, if Winnipeg can find a way to get back to having most of the players at or around break even in terms of expected goal share, I think that's acceptable. Um You know, the defense doesn't have to be perfect. What you want them to do is to develop traits and habits where they're carrying the puck more frequently, they're jumping into the rush, they're assisting the forwards, and uh, they're learning to manage the puck better. I think you'll see a lot of improvements across the board, uh, especially when it comes to chances against if the Jets are better at maintaining puck possession, not turning it over as much, and limiting the amount of times that they're passing it to opposing skaters or turning it over right in front of Hellebuck. Uh, I, I know that it sounds really kind of trite because these are very obvious things, but they're problems that the Jets really haven't resolved. And so obviously there's a lot of room for improvement. But the season's still young. Winnipeg has just started and these are relatively small sample sizes. I think they're actually decently... Accurate to what I've seen so far, but we want to give, of course, Winnipeg time to continue improving the systems and getting guys on board. At least from that perspective, I think the Jets are on the right path. I think where their headspace is at makes a lot of sense, and there is a clear plan for how to progress. So I'm... Please, so far with the start, I think the Jets have done a good job. Uh, I'd be curious to know what you're thinking about how Winnipeg has started. Which of these contributors have you been most impressed with? Which ones have really underwhelmed you? Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias, at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Before we go any further, though, and talk about Winnipeg's upcoming schedule, uh, I just wanted to let you know about one other fantastic uh, sponsor that we've got for this evening. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on jets listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. You might be wondering why I'm recommending it to you i have uh you know obviously seen quite a few home security systems out there um I've used ones like a d t and stuff previously in. You know, a lot of them have some pretty good features, but none of them have some of the great features like SimplySafe's advanced technology, their mobile app support, and their 24-7 monitoring agents who are plugged into your system and can help get first responders on the scene in the case of an emergency. The Safe app allows you to view crystal clear HD security cam footage, whether you're at home or away. They also have a great setup of uh, high tech sensors and they also use fast tech, uh, fast protect technology, which allows them to identify evidence uh, of threat and then decide which of those threats are legitimate and which ones require response from police, from firefighters Whatever first responder they want to have on the scene, they've got all of the tech they need to help protect your home and make sure that they're bringing the right folks around. And best of all, those 24-7 professional monitoring service agents cost you less than a dollar a day to maintain their excellent level of security. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional uh, professionally installed system. Right now is your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get fifty percent off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash lockedonnhl today. Again, this is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/slash lockedonnhl. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. Welcome back to these closing quick thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We're just going to run through a couple of Winnipeg's next few games. Um, The Jets are obviously facing uh, some decent teams. Their first opponent this Thursday, though, should be a relatively easy matchup against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I think that this is one of their softer opponents as of late, which is kind of nice to have a slightly easier matchup after going through the Flames, Stars, and Kraken in relatively short order. Um, I think the Jets should definitely get two points out of this game. It would be disappointing if they didn't. It's a home game. They've had some rest, and the Ducks are not particularly good. Now, after that is where I I can start to see the Jets struggling a bit. Uh, They're going to welcome in the Penguins and the Hurricanes on Saturday and a little bit uneven this their record currently is um not great from what i understand they are uh, (laughs) they're almost at the bottom of the metro division with a 6-6-3 record but it is a little bit deceiving uh one of the biggest issues is that the goaltending and defense haven't really been great but in terms of goals for they have been among the top scoring teams in the eastern conference so this is not a team that I think the Jets can really sleep on. The Penguins have always been a very competitive opponent anytime the Jets have played them at home or on the road. Uh, Winnipeg has managed to prevail against them in a couple of matchups. And I think this year, more so than other years, um, I feel better about this matchup. I think the Jets might be able to do some damage, and with the Penguins kind of having again a bit of an uneven start, this is a good chance for Winnipeg to at least scratch out a point. If that's all they get out of it, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, three out of the first four points of those two games, that's totally acceptable. That's a great uh points percentage. Um, and it gives the Jets, you know, a nice starting record. Now, the game that I would really love for them to at least scratch out a point in the most is Carolina versus, you know, the Jets. Uh, The Hurricanes this year are a pretty beastly team. I think they just beat a very good uh, opponent pretty recently. Um, They uh, ended up beating the Oilers like 7-2 recently. Uh, But you look at their record, and it's actually a little more uneven than I recall. Um, They ended up shutting out the Hawks yesterday. But uh, previously, they lost to the Avs. They lost to the Panthers and they lost to Toronto. So past couple of games, a little bit uneven. They've taken advantage of really weak teams, but it seems like maybe they've had some rougher patches against some of the more quality squads. That does not mean that the Jets are going to be one of those opponents that can steal points off of them. I think you have to remember this Kane's team is very deep and very skilled. And so kind of the same thing that I said about the Panthers or uh, about the Penguins, the Jets need to be really careful, be on their best behavior. I think Winnipeg has a good chance to take four out of six points. Um, that's my prediction. I think um, they might be able to force overtime against Carolina and Pittsburgh, but I think beyond that, you know, it's it's tough to predict them winning. Now, they are at home for these games, and they've had some rest, so maybe this is a good chance for the Jets to really flex their muscles and show off, uh, but they definitely have to win the Ducks game. That's not a, you know, debatable thing. Beat the Ducks and then go from there. If they lose to the Ducks, then, well, you better beat Pittsburgh and Carolina. But do yourself a favor, have a strong game on Thursday, and enter the weekend ready and rested for what will be two of the tougher opponents that they face this year. I'd be curious to know how many points you think the Jets will take from these games. Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias, at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Hello, folks, we might have just dropped out briefly. I was just saying, you know, let me know your predictions for how Winnipeg might do over these next three games in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available in all of the favorite podcasting platforms you listen to already. So be sure to like, follow and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.